I'll be the first to admit, my pilgrimage to Ned seemed ill-advised. There I was, high from the one nugget of info I got from Francine, thinking I was Sam Spade or Philip Marlowe and David Caruso all rolled up into one, poised to potentially piss off a tenant who just wanted to be left the hell alone. Episode 6, Fires and Songs. I approached Ned's door, which was more rusted and chipped than the others around the complex. I knocked lightly. There was no response. Nothing. And nothing again. Just as I turned away, there was a rustling from the other side of the door, followed by a clunk of several locks. That definitely wasn't standard. Actually, I should probably report that. The door creaked open, and there was Ned, a short, doughy, pale husk of a man in sweats. He carefully put on a pair of bent, black-rimmed glasses and peered at me with curious eyes. Newborn eyes. Like he knew me. As far as I know, we'd never met. He gave me the creeps. Hi, Mr. Uh, Ned. I'm Leo. Leo Moody. Which, I, I guess you already knew. This is a really random thing to do, I know, but I was wondering if you could fill me in on something. And then, he just blinked at me. With those eyes, even more curious now, checking out the world in front of him and all its unshaven and baggy-eyed glory. Ned jumped in. He told me I'd pulled him away from his 9.30 TV dinner, so whatever I'd come for better be a showstopper. Well, here comes an official complaint to management. Gotta draft a firm but diplomatic response later. I, I just have some questions about Jessie, about what happened to her, and I'd like to hear more about the fire. Everything on his face kind of fell. The cords slackened. I just... I just thought you may have some clues that will help me find her. He cocked his head to the side and a smirk tugged at the corner of his mouth. And you think she needs you? I nodded as he turned to stare off into the distance. He wore a thoughtful expression, like he was taking apart the bricks in the breezeway with his mind. Then he opened the door and gestured for me to come in like a bellhop in a fancy hotel. This was the only lead that I had. So, of course I went inside. At first, all I could make out was the glow of his TV in his living room. But as I made my way down the hall, there wasn't much else to see. A few pictures hanging up here and there, plain white drapes. It wasn't empty like Jesse's apartment, which had been scrubbed clean of any trace of a person. This was something else. This was a man who didn't seem to have a story to tell. Ned motioned for me to sit as he plopped back on the couch in what looked like his usual spot. It was probably just a second, but I swear I counted each one five times over. Then Ned broke the silence. You've had kids, Leo. 
A family? I wasn't ready to go there, so I nodded quickly. I told him they were back in Bainesville, at home in Montana. He smiled. Do you notice there are no families at Split Oak, Mr. Moody? Only wayfaring strangers. No one knows anybody. How long have you been here? A few months. Uh, and you like it? I needed a job, and it'll get me through to the next one. I think I finally settled in and figured this place out. You think so, huh? I got a box of tools, a bottle of scotch, and years of grease under my nails. I think I'm okay. That really got him. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> His laughter bounced off the popcorn ceiling. I got the feeling that these walls hadn't been rattled like that in years. I needed him to stop asking about me and to focus on Jesse, so I changed tack. So Jesse, the artist, word is she was dating something of a bum. I think he could have had something to do with her disappearance. Coulda, but didn't. I expected him to keep going, but he just sat there again. How did he know? Okay, alright, well if it wasn't the boyfriend, maybe it was the son of a bitch who started the fire. I heard you were there that night. Did you see anyone? He gave this another think. Seemed like he was weighing his options. And what if I had? Would that bring back those people? Would knowing who struck the match suddenly balm away the scars of immolation? That really threw me. I wasn't grilling him like a perp with a lamp on his face. I'd been nice. Too nice, I thought. Now, okay, alright, hold on. Now, I'm not trying to step on the memory of the dead here. I'm trying to save someone who could still be alive. <laughs> there it is again, the heroics. The assumption that romping in like Roy Rogers is exactly what the day calls for. Great, some more fresh, hot, condescending bullshit. I've gotten it a lot lately. I've always gotten it. Something about a guy in coveralls makes everyone think they're not a reader of the times. I mean, I'm not, but you know what I'm saying. Fuck it, I came here to help Jesse, but this was Kilgore all over again. I got up from my seat fast. I wasn't going to go in circles with this guy. But then I felt his clammy hand grab my wrist. Ned asked me to hold on and gestured for me to sit back down. Before I got here, I was a bit like you, Mr. Moody. I tinkered with things that broke, put them back together, and sometimes in a shiny new way. Only my specialty was people. Can you understand what it's like to see someone in trouble and know you're the only person who can truly help them? I can't say that I do. Had enough trouble keeping one family together. I was surprised I let that out. Ned caught that surprise on my face, too. Oh. The super contains multitudes. It felt like he was mocking me. I told him to keep going, but he wouldn't change the subject. You're a wasted family, man. We got that in common. Here's to not making it work, right? <laughs> he laughed. Now I just stared. I did what I could back then. See, after I received the truth, as it were, I had to leave home. I had no other choice, so I set up a little community with some folks. Other believers. A little school, a little library, a little mess hall. The cosmos had given me information to share. And we needed to live away from the rabble so I could translate that information to those who wanted it. Energies, Leo. 
They're all around us, and I was the bar hand who knew how to tap them and pass them around. Holy shit! This guy just went from zero to Jonestown in ten seconds. But sometimes, if you lose your focus, those energies can fracture and the meaning you've planted can rot. People get their own ideas based on nothing but their own bad imagination. Then it became a bit of vipers, and the ground was always shifting beneath you. Oh, sponge cake? He pointed at a dish on the coffee table that had a mound of frosted crumbs on it. Wait, wait a minute, was he fucking with me? Even if he was, I decided to go a bit deeper. Maybe reminiscing about the good old days would shake a lead loose. That's quite the story. It seems odd you'd end up here if you had the, uh family you say you did. Yeah, I didn't see myself being upset over missing shows on a Thursday night either. After all went to pod and I found myself here, I thought coin laundry and track lighting would be my only companions forever. But then I started feeling it again, the energies. And some others at Split Oak were curious about what I had to say. We spent many nights talking about the failure that had stalked us down here and what we had done to deserve it. And I decided we'd be here forever unless we... Unless we course-corrected the flow. That's where it turned. I mean, even more. Ned told me now he brought this group together and felt part of a community again. His community. And now this time, he wouldn't let base passions bring down what he'd built. He promised the group they would ascend to a higher consciousness together. Ned put his clammy hand on my knee, which was shaking up and down. He sighed. Sadness filled his eyes. Truth doesn't come rocketing down to earth with flashing lights and gizmos and big bug eyes. It comes in sound and color and the willingness to let the moment find you. That's what I wanted the community to understand, but they couldn't see it. Their idea of ascension became something else. He paused so it would hit me. He meant the fire. I did what I could, but I got there too late. They thought they'd made a masterpiece that would scar heaven and earth for all time that would take them out of Split Oak and into a place where the gods of old and new would hand them riches beyond their wildest dreams. I tried joining them in the flames, I really did, but I ran at the last moment. I couldn't do it. I wasn't ready then. My jaw must have been on the floor like a Tex Avery wolf because Ned chuckled. I imagine you've heard the tales of Ned the Mad. How I lifted my arms to the Lord and smiled up at the flames. I mean, that's what they say. And that you were maybe the one who started it? <laughs> I'm sure they do. And maybe I did in a way. It's taken me a long, long time to make peace with that and forgive myself and realize how I can give back for everything I've done to this world. This place, Leo, this place isn't haunted. It shows you how to take comfort in the fact that nothing is in your control and that everything is. Turns out I wasn't listening either. I couldn't move, but I felt my muscles twist and stretch. If I was chained to an exercise bike, I would have powered the place for a month. But I do know what to do now. I'm finally ready to leave now, to ascend, just like your friend Jesse. Ned looked calm, unburdened. I felt anything but. Like Jesse? She didn't just leave. She took every scrap of stuff she owned in the middle of the night. Why would she leave without telling anyone? Don't know. Never met the girl. Then how do you know? I fumbled trying not to yell. 
The son of a bitch was playing with me. I know where she is, but I don't know where she is. What I can tell you is she's safe. I decided I needed to go before I tore up his sad little home. I needed to cool off, think, maybe write some stuff down. Mostly, I needed to get away from that man, that room, and that glow of that damn television. <sighs> Today had started off so promising, too. As I left, he said, Listen to Split Oak, Leo. Listen. I had listened enough, so I let the door slam on the way out. Over the brook and through the mulch, I didn't stop until I got back to my office and I slammed the door. Did I just get a front row seat to a mental breakdown? Or maybe he really does know something. <laughs> he was so convinced Jesse left Split Oak. But what did he mean by he's ready to leave? What am I thinking? That gnome couldn't start a movement no matter how much free sponge cake he gave away. You know, I don't think it's Ned. I think it's this place. The bird, the mold, the fire. You get exposed to that shit in the right order, and you can short circuit. Split Oak made Ned spark out, and Kilgore's right behind him. I looked down at my bandaged hands. I'm not adjusting so well either.